Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Brett here, bringing you another episode of the Rad Dads Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, what does it mean to be a rad dad? Thanks for sticking with us for another year of the show. This is our last episode of 2022, and we're going big with this one. But before we get to our guest, I want to take a minute to talk about what Rad Dads Edmonton have been up to this year in our community. I don't typically talk too much about that side of things on the podcast, but if you listen to the end of the episodes, you probably heard me at least mention Rad Dads Edmonton, and that's where this podcast all began. And part of the reason I'm so excited to talk about this right now is just this past weekend, we had our Rad Dads family-friendly Christmas pizza party, and it was a huge success, so I kind of want to brag about it. We try to put on a few events per year, you know, some for families, some for dads only, but everything we do is in keeping with our mission of empowering dads, promoting positive parenting, and building community. And so to give you an idea of what we do, our Christmas party featured three local bands, Midnight Peg, playing as the Gits, The Not Know Hows, and Dad Religion, which is a bad religion cover band fronted by our own Christian, who hosts the podcast uh, along with me and founded Rad Dads Edmonton. We call those all-ager ragers, and it's really just a way for kids to get to experience live music up close and personal, all in the name of a good cause. And this time we raised over 1700 bucks for Winhouse, which is a local not-for-profit who provides safety for women, non-binary folks, and children who are escaping abusive environments. Everyone had a blast, and you can check out some photos on our socials. Go do that. So in celebration of an amazing year, like I said, we're bringing you a big guest for our final episode of the year. One of my favorite musicians, Jay Malinowski of Bedouin Sound Clash stopped by and we had a really fun discussion about his experiences as a dad to Finn, his two-year-old son. And what was extra special about this episode is Finn joined us for a couple minutes unexpectedly. I left the audio in, but if you want to see this, make sure to go check out this episode on our YouTube channel. It was really neat to get to meet him and to have that special moment captured on the show. Bedouin Sound Clash just released their new album, We Will Meet in a Hurricane, and it is an album full of of hope and positivity. Jay and I chatted about where that positivity came from, and spoiler alert, Finn has something to do with it. In fact, he even had a cameo on the album. Jay also talked about his journey of sobriety and the role that that's played in his art and specifically the new record. We also dove into how Jay manages to find time for himself to write or meditate. We talked about the role of discipline in parenting, and we also talked about not taking for granted those small opportunities we get to spend quality one-on-one time with our kids. We actually covered so much in this interview, but I don't want to tell you everything now. I'll let Jay tell you himself. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Here's Jay Malinowski of Bedouin Sound Clash on the Rad Dads Show. Jay, I'm really stoked to talk to you. Uh, Welcome to the Rad Dads Show. I'm going to start the way we always start by asking, who are you? Oh, no. That's the hardest question, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) It is very, yeah, it can be a big question. (laughs) Like, I'm like, it was seven thirty. it's seven thirty PM as a dad, you know what? This is like yeah, I'm so tired. And then you just asked me what I'm taking is a spiritual question. Yeah, I'm, let's go there. Pragmatically, pragmatically, I'm uh uh Jay Malinowski. I play in a band, I'm best known for playing in a band called Bedouin Sound Clash. We started in two thousand and um kept going from there. We still do it now. Uh, I write songs, I play guitar, I sing in the band. Uh, I've written a book. 
What else have I done? I used to do, I went to art school. I, I still do, I still paint. Um, and I also, but most importantly, I think, uh, uh, is that I'm also a dad. I have a two-year-old uh, son named Finn, just turned right. two in uh, October. Uh, amazing partner, Steph. Yeah. Anyway, we're both musicians. Is so that... there's the there's the summary. There, that was who, big. Yeah. Yeah. This is who who Jay Malinowski is. I skipped and a lot I, of my life there, but that's yeah. Something. More or less, what I think the the easiest way in just hitting the high notes but you know yeah. what i like that you you kind of capped it off with your dad right so this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of new for you like uh, yeah. well relatively um mm -hmm. so your son's two years old yeah he's two so pandemic baby like i don't know like it was it was before the pandemic we actually knew i mean steph was pregnant we we're you know still in the like hey we're not telling anyone um phase of the pregnancy when we were doing our final what would be, what would have, what was our final tour across Canada? Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, we were just about to go to the UK and everything got canceled. And so it was actually for us a blessing. I went back to Victoria. We um, got to kind of really nest in the house and I didn't, it was the first time in uh, probably since I was 18 that I stayed in one place for more than three months for yeah. sure more than three months but like without travel and it was uh very hard to slowly pull myself away from that like i realized you know i told my management i'm like yeah maybe we'll take i'll take like a month off they're like no, no 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 you're gonna take you know you need to take more time off anyways it turned into what what it what it is right three two years how long has the pandemic been yeah yeah coming on like three years um, almost and it yeah i mean we're having finn just completely changed my entire perspective on what I, how I want to live my life. And like, in terms of like, practically speaking with touring and, um, not so like in what ways, like, um, I, like, I think I can yeah. probably guess with touring, it's your, you know, having to obviously account for family time and kind of figure yeah. that out, but how else did it change you? Yeah, that was the main thing touring. And, um, well, I think that, you know, after, as a musician, you're so as well as an artist in my early life, I was so focused on me. You know, I think everyone is when they're young. Yeah, so of course. It's like me. What does this do? <laughs> what can I want to like, I'm going to go on stage. I'm going to write I'm, all my songs are more or less about me. Uh, everything's about me. And slowly that starts to get really boring. You know, I think you see it starting to happen. You know, you're like later twenties, you're like, don't have the same passion I used to have for myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the, the narcissism and the invincibility is fading. Um, and then there's a, like, so, I mean, I, what shifted for me was just actually re-engaged me with the world and care and in a good way, like, um, you know, in a positive, like I see so much positivity in the world. I think it's easy to be, you know, before I could kind of be like, you know, nihilistic musician you know mm -hmm. just sitting on the sidelines like what? now I, i'm like you know uh, there's the, I, I, the, that is a complete shift for me um and also just the way i approach music i, I think now it's a, i'm like there's a reason for doing it it's to provide for my family like you know it's just it's a entirely different um set of priorities than it was before yeah yeah so kind of shifting you out of that that focus on just yourself yeah which yeah. can be really tough, I think, for a lot of people, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah, I guess. Did, yeah. Did, did, yeah. did you find, like, 
did you find that shift to be sort of tough? Like, was it, was it kind of a shock to your system? No, I was so tired sudden, of myself. I was so tired of myself by that. You're ready. I was ready to just think about anything but me. Um, you know, no, I, I didn't, I haven't, um, no, I didn't find it that, that difficult. I, I was, I mean, I like when I had, you know, I'm, I'm 40. So I'm about to turn 41 in January. So I'm not, I'm no spring chicken. Like I wasn't, this wasn't like, you know, I'm 24 years old or, or younger and had a, had a son. Um, and thank God. Cause you know, if I was what I was like, that would have been a bad idea uh, for me. <laughs> but anyway, so I think, you know, I have at that age, at your late thirties and forties, maybe a little bit easier to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I was ready to do, to do that. I was, a, it was, it was something I wasn't, I, it actually wasn't my idea. It was my, my wife's idea. She's like, okay. I have a kid. I was like, seems like a terrible idea. And then, I, <laughs> and then we did. And now I'm like, I can't like most things, to be honest, like most yeah. things that are, uh, because it wasn't my idea. I think it actually was a good idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and it's been, it's like, it's just been the most unexpected uh, blessing. Right? Yeah. So. It's, it's funny. Like um, part of why I asked that question too, you know, about um, that shift from kind of being focused on yourself is I kind of, you know, even myself, I always said to people, yeah, like my number, like number of kids I want to have is zero to one. <laughs> I kind of wasn't sure. Zero to one. Okay. Yeah. One. <laughs> I kind of yeah. wasn't sure, you know, and, and so, and my, my wife kind of was in the same situation. Like yeah. you know, she was the one who was, who was really more sure. And of course, like you'd never go back. Right. Um, yeah. But I think it is that, you know, sometimes it's that fear of like losing you or, or you're yes. just all yeah, you know, sure. like, you, you know, it's not that you're, you don't want to give something away to someone else, but you, it's just yeah. all you've known for so long. Yeah. And I think as well, like I look at all the, the things that could possibly go wrong, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I'm like, well, everything's not perfect yet. Like, do I have this in place? Do I have that? Like, well, what, how am I going to provide this? And, and so it's like, uh, Steph, my partner was like, why are you yeah. like, you don't, they know, no one has everything perfect. Yeah, no one's and prepared. I think that it's like, so, and that's been the greatest lesson too. Cause it's like, uh, there's a lot of imperfect stuff that happens during <laughs> in the house. You're just like nothing, you know, I, I do walk yeah. into people's, I, I, I love it. I walked into a friend of mine, he's a designer. I, um, and uh, I walked into his, his apartment the other, the other day and, you know, everything is perfect. Yep. Like everything's like perfectly curated. I mean, he has like these, you know, and there's nothing out. Everything's like in a, in a cupboard and like his, he's got like specialized coffee, mach- like things that like decanters and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I remember, I remember thinking that I, I, I was like, I told him, I'm like, this apartment looks insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You learn pretty so quick how, to deal, how to yeah. deal with chaos. Right. Yeah. I'll go back at one point. I'll slide back into, but yeah, that heavily curated life or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah you kind of learn to, to enjoy the unpredictability a little bit too. Sometimes like that's yeah. kind of, it, it is a bit freeing, yeah. especially if, if you're kind of a person who's a bit type A. Yeah. And I also, and, and I, I, I like to be alone. I need alone time to mm-hmm. write. Um, and so, but what I didn't realize as well is that by being surrounded by people it, it it's like this sort of net that saves you from dropping into like the into like the uh 
abyss of overthinking and, and what, yeah. and, you know, all these like anxiety or whatever. I, I mean, it's, you know, I used to, like, I used to spend so much of my time alone and obviously now there's not as much. So. Yeah. Do, do you find you have to sort of make that time though? Like it's, do you find that still important to you and you need to like actually yeah. make that time? <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've found uh, there's, I don't know if you know this, if you've seen this, but like all these things that my dad used to do, I'm like, why does he do that? And now I'm like, so I've gotten, you know, I started running. It was like, yeah. it was, and I used to have to, if, if I was, I've become obsessed with running. The stuff says I get obsessed with things, but I used to have, when I, if I went for a run, I'd have to have like my headphones, I'd have to have my playlist. And, and if one of those, like, just to get myself through it, if one of those things wasn't right, I'm like, ah, I guess I can't go for a run. Yeah. And now my favorite, like in terms of getting alone, I'm like, I gotta go for a run. And it's like, no headphones, just silence. And I go and I, it's like this meditation. And I'm like, I remember my dad used to do that. I'd be like, how the hell does he do that? Anyway, there's those weird things yeah. that, I said there that I find is kind of that circle of like understanding. I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand. Yeah, because I think you, that yeah, aspect. you do sort of, you know, you can't just like flip a switch and all of a sudden kind of, you know, lose that that part of you. So you kind of have to mm -hmm. find ways to integrate it into that yeah. new that new life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I, you know, the first thing that you said was like, oh, it just totally changed my perspective. And then I think you kind of like just expanded on on that and what that really meant to you. Um, yeah. You know, I like the the positivity piece. And I want to sort of come back to that later. So I'm going to put a little sure. bookmark there. But yeah. um, I like that positivity piece. You know, this is the Rad Dads show. So I have to ask you, do you mm -hmm. consider yourself a Rad Dad? I, you know what I said, another I was, loaded question. Hey, uh, I, I was, I said, I told, uh, my sister came over with her kids. They just lived down the street and then, um, and I went into the kitchen just before this and I said, Hey, I'm doing, I'm going on the rad dad. So they asked, they asked me the exact same question. They're like, are you a rad dad? Um, I think only other people can answer that. And I'm, I'm going to say, yes, they, they strong affirmative. Yes. Yeah, Jay's a okay. rad dad. Um, I like that. I like the strong affirmative. That's good. Yeah. I'm saying that for them because I want to be one. So how's that? Yeah. So you, for you, it's, you want to kind of strive towards that, but you're not willing to go out on a limb and say, well, you this can't is say, you can't, you can't, you can't make that claim convincingly. You know, you got to like, sort of like me, you know, tell your friend, like, Hey, make sure when I do that interview that you tell them I'm a rad dad. Yeah. Cause it comes from me. No one's going to believe it. Right. You know? Okay. So let me flip it on you a little bit. So <laughs> what if, uh, well, how, how, do, how would you define it if we we're talking about your friend? Like what's a, what's a rad dad? What are those? What's a rad dad? Okay. You're asking me to, okay. So let me, let me track yeah. back and I'd say like, am I rad dad? Uh, I don't know what the parameters are of the rad dad, but I'll say, do I enjoy? Uh, yeah. Like, like I love being a dad. It's one of the, one of the, uh, it really it, it, like yeah like I think I said before but it's become so much of my identity now so yeah I don't know if that makes me a rad dad but so you love being a dad so yeah. um like those I guess this is what the whole show is about like we I've said this a few times on the show, but like we sort of have this catchy name. It rhymes rad dad. So musicians yeah. and musicians are rad but that's not all and I think we're sort of trying mm -hmm. to figure out like what is a rad dad? Yeah. Well, like, what are those characteristics? What are those things that, that make someone 
a rad dad, or maybe it's just a good dad. Like, um, mm. and, and so first of all, like, I think like loving it and being yeah. a part of it, right. That's a, that's a yeah. big piece. Um, and, and so I, how do you, like, how do you, in your, what day, are you, I mean, you, my value, like values that yeah, I would sure. have. Um, you know, I could go deep on what I think this, like what I think I, I work in an industry and, and, or I, and I, I mean, originally when I was at art school and I think that especially in both the art artistic fields when I was at school and there's a, and in music now, I think it's important. Um, let me put this lightly. It's tough. There, there, you know, a lot of my schooling, especially in art history, was focused on male bashing, if I can say it that way. Okay. And, yeah. And like, and I, and I say it because, like, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that there's a, I, I think a value I would have is to like, I think it's important to like, to not, you know, you want to be, you want to be your son's best friend, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of projecting here because he's two years old. So I, yeah. I, we try to, we try to encourage him to be whatever he wants to be. If you want, like, you know, my wife's a fantastic tap dancer and fiddle player and that's okay. what she does professionally. So we just like, want, so I think the, the thing to do is encouragement. Um, and, and also like there, you know, and, and also a bit of discipline to whatever he wants to do. And, <laughs> I I think that usually the boundary aspect falls more on my side of the table than it yep. does on steps. And, um, and I think that that's part of being a dad too. I don't know. I, I might be a reason why I mentioned this, um, the, the experience I had in art schools. I'm like, there's certain things where I'm like, you know, I remember my dad being someone that I was a little bit intimidated by yep. and that wasn't a bad thing, you know, and not that like, he was a really he was awesome coached all my baseball teams you know took me to, did, did like sports was a huge was a hugely important part of his yeah. life so, uh not as much the music side of things but but i think that that's like a like so i don't know i think um so what, rad, so what i'm going to try so i'll say this minute, it's it, we you know it, i think being a rad dad is also at least in my situation is also confidence is a is a is a team effort done with my partner where we both respect each other's lanes some roles and you play a role to support the other person in that in that so yeah that makes sense it totally but, makes sense like yeah. i think you said a couple of things the one is you know, you want to be encouraging for your son. And I know, yeah, he's, he's two. So this is going to change and evolve and maybe yeah, we'll have you back on. Yourself, so, you know, I'm not yeah. like saying, like, Hey, excuse me. No, these are some yeah. pretty, uh, pretty basic times right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, but still, like, I think you're thinking about those things and you're wanting to set the stage, right. It's kind of what I'm hearing you say is like, sure. I'm, 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 th this is maybe what I'm hearing. So tell me if I'm right. Mm. Um, I am as a rad dad, giving some thought to what, affect my actions have on the future of my kid um yeah and, and and whether that's setting boundaries or whether that's being supportive and sort of like knowing when to be the friend and when to be the discipline yeah when not to be right and i'd say you this know? too right now i think the most and, and this goes back to the touring aspect of it um i i've you know i used to hear something to be kind of a cliche but it's so true 
that time is the most valuable thing we have. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think spending time is so, so important. And um, it's something that you take for granted when your parents t- did spend a lot of time with you. And, but I, I, I do, um, that's one thing that I, I sort of, uh, I'm starting to realize as well now, especially because I, I, you know, I know that there, I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, so like there's moments of where you're like, Oh my God, I just want him to go to bed. And I like, this is like, yes. whatever it is, there's these moments of like, it just grueling, like frustration yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you just want it to end or like, even just on the small things, like, Oh, I really wish he didn't want to read another book right now. Yeah. I just want to put him to bed. I'm so I'm tired. And, um, so it's managing those very normal emotions with, um, realizing as well, this is a finite amount of time I get to spend with him. And I know that, uh, and there's only so long that he'll actually be interested in wanting to read another Winnie the Pooh book or, or, uh, play with matchbox cars or whatever, you know, like there's only this, it it doesn't stay that way forever. And I think that I tried it without holding too tightly to that one. Like, you know, you know, try to remember that in those excruciating, like, that's so hard though. Right? It is impossible. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I don't do that by the way. I'm just like, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, you, that's why we feel like guilt afterwards when, you know, our, we, we were so frustrated at our that's kid. That's what guilt's for. Just to yeah. remind you. Yeah. Right. That's the uh, evolutionary purpose probably. But like your, yeah. you know, your kid's freaking out and you just want them to go to bed. And then after they go to bed, like two minutes later, when, uh, when they, once they finally fall asleep, you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't you know, been so frustrated. I miss them now, you know? That's yeah. just, that's just sort of part of it. Yeah. Um, but, but I like, this is, this is why I love talking about this stuff too, because I think, and why I think people like hearing it too, is everyone has those emotions and in the moment you feel stressed out and you feel like I really should be like, you know, cherishing this moment I have with my yeah. kid, they're screaming in my face and I'm frustrated and I just want to walk away. And that's, that's actually normal too. Yeah you know, yeah. to feel that too. So, you know, it's all a balance, right? Yeah, it's all about yeah. finding that balance. Yeah. I haven't found it. You let me, you tell me how to find it. <laughs> I, I don't know. They just, they, they get older and in some ways, things like get right easier. now, like right now, Steph's like, I'm like, great. This is a good time to do the interview. She'll put him to bed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> same thing. Tomorrow. So my wife is just on the other side of that door, putting my kids to bed. Yeah. So. There you go. So this um, is a great, this is a great service you offer rad dads. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't even have to hit story. record. We can just can't uh, do it tonight. hang out. <laughs> You've had four interviews this week with that Rad Dads podcast. You're like, yeah, I know. They just keep asking me back. Sorry. Yeah, well, we're going deep. You're going to have to do the bath time again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, well, that's great. You And you kind of mentioned your dad. So are like, are you able to talk a little bit about that? Like you, yeah. you, you said that um, you kind of realized why your dad did the things that you do uh, since you've become, or did the things that he did since you've become a father, has it made you reflect on your relationship with your dad or, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's the cruel part of, of um, the cruel joke of life is that you will be confronted with yourself. <laughs> like yeah. like I think about all the things I did to my family and I'm like, yeah. Oh, God, I hope Finn doesn't do that, you know, and um, what will I do? I don't know, if, but beyond those things, which are funny and somewhat terrifying. Um, yeah, like I think I do. I, I, 
well it, it really as we, it really brings back like you get to see the side of your like for me my dad thinking about my dad oh my god when he was my age like when it when of course I knew him when he was my age he seemed just like a static thing in life that, mm-hmm. that my dad you know and now I get to like think back I'm like and you know, on those times, there's those times of insecurity and, and all the things that, uh, that someone has to go through if they're providing for a household and that you don't think about as a kid, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I, I, to be honest, I, I admire him so much. So I, I do, uh, um, I do think about it in a, in a really positive way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, neat and i agree with you it is it is kind of a bit of a tragedy that you kind of don't figure these things out until sometimes it's almost like too late right um yeah it's it's kind of an interesting thing and and then you know your your appreciation of things that you totally didn't even like recognize when you were younger um yeah you you kind of have no way of of addressing that now right do you how about how about parenting style like is that something that do you reflect on that at all? Like, oh, my dad did this, and so I'm going to do that too. Or my dad did this, and I, yeah, I want to do something different. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sort of. I have these ideas, but I, I think that I just end up just I don't know what I do all day. I mean, I don't have any sort of uh, I don't look at my list of of, of values or anything. Go, okay. Yeah that's what we're doing with Finn today. I'm like, now it's basically like in the moment and I'm like, Oh, probably should, uh, probably should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but in terms of like things, my dad, um, you know, like I think I mentioned before, one of the things that, um, one of the things that he, that my dad was really, my dad was really good with us when we were little kids and always like in terms of, uh, just, taking us to do stuff and wrestling and, and, you know, like very, um, I saw him doing it the other day with my son and I was like with Finn and I was like, Oh, like, I remember that as a kid. And cool. and also coached tons of my sports teams. It's the debate is still out with my mom though, uh, over whether it was because he just really liked being a coach or if he was interested in me playing sports. I think it was more, he just loved coaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is okay okay yeah no but he did a lot like he would i'm joking too uh yeah. he, he he um yeah like would would you know take me to play squash and um so i do i think about those things all the time and i do think about like there's a isn't i don't know if this is common with i'm sure it is it's common with 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 most fathers is like you think okay like my dad provided this for me i gotta provide that for my son you know mm-hmm. or daughter um you know it's a natural comparison you're you're like where what was my dad doing at this point okay i gotta you know yeah has your so your your dad's still around because yeah, yeah you mentioned that you saw him yeah, he lives, playing with Finn, it, so. yeah it was just like they actually during the pandemic my entire like so my sister lived in victoria first I, we grew up in Vancouver yeah. and then um, she moved here in like 2015 and then we moved here right before the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, my parents realized that they, they were living in Vancouver, that no one was around and they couldn't see, they, they then decided they didn't see their friends anyway. So they moved here. So my dad is here, uh, you know, just down the street as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really okay. nice. 
Yeah. Has your has your relationship with your dad changed or evolved at all? Like since since then and since um, you became a dad? I don't know. I don't think so. Things nope. kind of stayed the same. Yeah. I mean, we, we do the same thing. We really kind of connect through like, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a real big golf aficionado, but if I want, you know, like me and my dad will connect, like we'll play golf, we'll play nice. tennis. Like that's the kind of bonding. It's not as much, it's not as much talking, it's more doing. Yeah. And, and that's sort of kind of the same thing with, yeah. So, I mean, it's sort of the same all the time we talk. I mean, it's not like we don't. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that friendship piece, that's kind of an interesting thing. It's something, you know, lots of yeah. people sort of observe as they have kids, then the the dynamic with the grandparent is is just, it's kind of a little bit different. It's a really unique and interesting. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So um, maybe, you know, I, I really want to talk about the new record. This is where it's a parenting podcast, but I want to talk about the new okay. record. And especially sure. because of something that you said earlier. Um, so you've got the new record. We'll meet in a hurricane came out uh, last month, I guess. Yeah. Um, I love it so much. Oh, thank you. I've been a big fan for a long time and, you know, followed yeah. your, your solo career and everything that you've done. But I, this album like really caught me right away off the bat. And I think some of why it did that is this positivity I think that you're talking about. So I don't know, this might just be the way I'm interpreting it. Um, but that kind of really shines through to me yeah. in the new record. And is that, is that a fair assessment? Like, do you feel like there's, there yeah. is that different vibe? Um, well, I mean, and this is something we talk about. Yeah, I definitely do. I think there's also, a, there's, you know, I think it's becoming a dad. First of all, is like the dad thing. There's uh, a it's i mean it seemed to a to my 25 year old self having a child seems like the end of a career yeah the reality of it is it's actually to, was the beginning of of like where i stopped caring so much about things that didn't matter like and like what things look like how if they're cool or if they're not like it none of that matter like it's the substance that matters truly and with this record it's like you know, hope is, is a, is a, a, such a vital part of, of why we make music and being life affirming. And I don't think I really felt like a lot, a lot of the, uh, like, especially later Bedouin records sort of weren't as much about that. And there's a place for like the brutal hearts of, of, in our catalog and some dark, like love songs. But I think this record is maybe resonating that way. And I, also, um, you know, got sober just like five years, over five years ago. Um, Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, that is the every achievement since, I mean, I can basically say that that is the most important um, pillar in my life, you know, is sobriety. And in the sense that it has provided for everything else, whether it's Finn and Steph and, and me to be capable of this person and having spiritual growth in my life um and part of that i think is that this is the first record that has been fully fully formed within that that time period yeah you know mass of the um and my dog's marge is coming in oh that's okay hi marge she doesn't margie um anyway so she uh 
She's a psycho. Um, what kind of dog do you have? <laughs> she's she's a little Margie. Hey, look. Can you see her? Yep, I can see her. Yep. Margie. Hi, Marge. Oh, she's not. She's just very looks odd. like a cozy spot there for her. She's cozy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she she will stick her face in front of that fire and uh not leave for six hours. So, yeah. anyways, but I think that you know that, that yeah, getting sober, um, and my I think is like because to me, like the sober part, putting that aside, it's really the the choice to live a uh to live spiritually like and with with that as a as a main component of life um of spiritual health and not it doesn't not saying that as a in a religious way but in a um a holistic sense of like how am i behaving towards myself as a human and and in the world and operating in the world so um i think that in, in general all those things though like it was just a freeing experience like when you're in a in a bad place you think about all the things that could go wrong and, mm-hmm. and all the people that uh, don't like your music and all the, you know, like that you start defining yourself based on hate because you, because that's a projection of how you are. I think that the difference with this record is it really is just like, this is what we wanted to do. Yeah. We, like, we really like it. And I think all the songs have a life that way. Um, so I, I, that's what I think. I mean, uh, and at the same time, I don't think what I think matters too much <laughs> because it's all, it's all about like, I, we, we make the music and, and the beautiful part is like how people receive it. And that's to me as a, like, I know some musicians don't feel this way. They feel like, Oh, it's like once they finish that songs, it's over for them. For me, it's actually about the life it takes after that. Yeah. So. Well, it, you know, it does come through in the, in the music. Like yeah. I think you, uh, so I've read a, a lot of um, reviews and, and things like that on, on the new album and a yeah. pretty, pretty common comment is like, Oh, this kind of sounds like street gospels. This is kind of like, you know, right. a return to form. I've heard that, um, yeah. which I do hear. And I know, yeah. you know some of the songs, like I think on, on, was it on CGSR or something you did an interview and you, you said something about walk through fire and how that was written yeah. sort of back around that time. And and I can I can sort of hear some of that in the record. There's some familiar sounds. Sorry, I'm just Finn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you need to, if you need to. <laughs> this is part of it. This is all good. Hi, Finn. We can have a cameo here. Night. Do you want to come on screen, Finn? He's dirty. He's filthy. Come here. Do you want to say hello? Come here. Hi, Finn. Hi, Finn. Come here. Come here. Come say hello. Hi, I'm Brett. Is your dad a rad dad? <laughs> Finn. <laughs> say hello. Hello. Just checking things out, hey? No, he wants to... Yeah, close the door. Good. You're in the meeting now. Okay, come on in. Come over here. You want to say hello? Come here. Hello. Hi. Come here. <laughs> this is great. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Marty's in here too. Look, we're doing an interview. Hi, Finn. How are hey. you? I like your shirt. What's on there? Is that hot dogs? Is that hot, hot dogs? dogs and milk bottles nice. and mustard. It's a good combo. And he has ketchup that on dinner. His face. 
<laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. Okay. Well, well it's good to time. meet you, Finn. Good to meet you. It's time for your bath. All right. Bath time? That's my favorite bath time. time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay there we go no, so. that's that's how you handle it like you've probably seen that video of the guy on he was like on bbc yeah and right. his kids come in the room and he's trying to like push them off screen <laughs> that's actually one of and then, and then like how seriously he took it was the what made that video yeah well there's a lot of things that made that video um but yeah that was actually one of my favorites so. yeah that was hilarious yeah that's um, the, the rule book on how not to handle that yeah um so yeah so i was saying so that actually comes through in the music um, yeah and i i like i i think what i was yeah what i was saying is it, a lot of people are kind of re- comparing it to kind of earlier yeah. and I think in right. terms of that kind of like that positive upbeat vibe mm. that's part of it but I I think if I look to like some of your older records where it has that vibe um the the content of the songs might though not necessarily reflect that hopefulness that you're talking about yeah. now. and so yeah, that's totally. that's something that I think is different here and really shines yeah. through and, and like really grabs people. My kids love the record. They want to put it on when we're in the car. <laughs> like That's awesome. And, and that kind of shines through. Like, I think there's, there's that um, element that you take from music where you can, you know, we like, I'm, I really like punk rock and that's something I yeah. really like about punk rock is you get that authenticity. And so when you yeah. hear authenticity coming through music, yeah, you can't really put your finger on what it is, but you can feel it. Totally. I, I really get that from the, oh, thank from the record. You. That that is honestly like what you want to do, right? I mean, I, if you're not making pop, I mean, if you're not making pop music. That's what you're hoping to do. I think um, uh, there's always a, there's yeah, like when I was younger as well, like you know, from No Effects or Bad Religion or yeah. like Rancid. Um, for me, the Clash obviously was like yeah. just remains one of the most inspiring um people because you know especially when you like an artist that transcends even a scene or time or like a fashion mm-hmm. you know like i think that's something that um and and think speaking of that like someone like joe strummer is a great example because i think eventually you saw him, him as he was maturing in the mescaleros into like he realized yeah, i think he even said it like he's like uh, he's like a folk artist you know, mm-hmm. he used to hate, he said, I used to hate hippies, but then you realize like, there's this like kind of truth that, that you, you like lay down all of the, the clothes and the armor and all the stuff that like the context to who you are and what that, that, you know, and, and then you left with like, there's the real part. And I think that, like, you know, um, that was one thing that I think is trying, like really showing about someone like Joe Strummer. Um, anyways, and on this record, we were, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's just being like, yeah, this is what we want to say, and I'm not too worried. About were that. were a lot of those songs sort of written in that time period? Like you said, sort of uh, in the um, sober phase. Yeah. But yeah. how about in the like the since being a dad phase? Like how much of the record? Yeah, a lot of it time? was. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Most all of it was. I mean, let me think. There, all the lyrics were for sure. Um, some of the music came from from before, but all of the lyrics and most of the lyrics i mean if you listen to it are like very domestic uh beyond four walls yeah uh, 
longer days and shorter years. Yeah, yeah. It's very much about being up at, I mean, I wrote that actually when I was like, you know, 3 a.m. Right when Finn was back from the hospital, you know, and you're like up with him all night. Um, so, yeah, most of them did. Most of them. Yeah. It's neat to hear that sort of shine through. Even uh, title track, We'll Meet in a Hurricane, like in my yeah. mind, how what that sort of said to me. And you, you talked about it in some other interviews where you said it's kind of about like finding yourself. But yeah, I kind of I, I kind of almost like I'm thinking about the hurricane, like you mentioned, like in your home, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, your life is just sort of in this chaos, but that's where yeah. you're finding yourself. Totally. Yeah. You know, and so that's a yes. really neat concept to me. Yes. Well, and that's the thing, you know, yeah, it definitely is through trial that you're going to figure out <laughs> maybe what you're made of, but it definitely like you'll find some stuff out about yourself. Um, anyway, yeah. So you guys have some touring plans as well. We so you've just like just uh, last Friday, I think announced your yeah. or tickets went on sale last Friday for your tour. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we're going to be going across Canada. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be in Edmonton, but yeah, we'll be okay. doing, come on out to the West Coast. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> I know. Come on out. Um, we'll be doing Victoria, Vancouver, um, and then uh, Kitchener, Toronto, and Montreal, all at the end of February uh, 2023. And um, yeah, I'm, we're actually really looking forward to this show. It's I'm putting, it's the most... Um, I'm doing a lot of artwork for it. So um, I think it's going to be very cool visual. Like I'm, we're trying to come up with a cool visual way of expressing the music, which is something we usually focus entirely on music for our shows. We're doing foring into the visual side as well. So I well, think you, good. you know, we, we should mention too, you did the art for this record yeah. as well. Right. And yeah, I I've done the artwork actually for all the records. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so like, you know, I think a lot of people may not realize that. And that's a big part of your life as well as a kind of visual artist too. Yeah. Yeah. I so, always think I'm going to, I'm always thinking I'm about to like, I'm like, okay, well, it's like, I'm going to go full time, try to be a painter, which <laughs> I don't know. This is, I've been saying this for 20, 20 years now. So anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So new albums out for people who haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. Um, I, I want to ask one thing though. Um, I don't have the vinyl copy here, so I couldn't kind of verify this for myself, but I was looking at your, at the new album on Discogs. Okay. And yeah. it lists Finn with a vocal credit. Yeah. yeah he's Is that track. legit? Yes. Yeah. He's at the beat. He sing. he, he, I recorded him and he's on something lost, something found on that track. He's, uh, he's saying, what is, what is this? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll have to go have a listen for that song. Is sort of like a it's like uh, you know, there's a few references to to um, me and Steph meeting and her playing Irish reels, and because she's a Celtic, I mean, she's very much grew up with Celtic music, and um, and that's her background. So, anyway, yeah. Well, that's really cool to have that connection. So, um, yeah, I, I was really you know, surprised to see that and wanted to make sure I asked you about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Take a listen for it. So, okay. So new record tour coming up, anything else happening in the Bedouin world or anything else happening with you, Jay? Uh, that you uh, wanna... We'll be, we'll be announcing very shortly a bunch more tours that I'm sure uh, people will um, 
be very excited to pick up in, in, in you know internationally so they're okay. like so yeah like well we can't announce it yet i was gonna okay. we can't say anything yet but we'll be announcing very soon some some more touring um and yeah we'll be back out like we'll definitely be out in the like, plan is to keep going through it the summer on this record and yeah. um yeah yeah. hopefully we'll get you back in edmonton soon we'll do oh we will that like something together we love, I, edmonton's one of the one of our uh, starlight is one of our favorite places to play anyway yeah i've seen you at starlight i saw you at uh, actually probably the last time i saw you was at pigeon lake music festival i don't know if you remember that oh yeah 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 and that I, was kind of a weird one like just the like it was a, it was a little bit odd wasn't it it was it was different but like you guys were great it, it was an yeah. amazing show um yeah. just kind of a really neat venue because just kind of off yeah that's what path. i mean it was odd in the sense that we're like we i didn't know what to expect and i was like oh cool it was like yeah Anyway. it's just it's kind of like a like a real campground vibe i think yeah that's exactly think, what it was yeah, yeah totally. and it's it's grown since then like I, they yeah. just announced their lineup for this year and they've got a pretty pretty exciting lineup too but uh, that was the last time i saw you i also you know i wanted to mention i saw you on the the dead coast uh tour oh yeah in 2014 you played the aviary in edmonton and that was yeah. a, like an amazing show oh um, thank you you know that when that album came out it's like really different obviously from yeah, anything yeah, yeah. i'd heard from you um but that show like really you know when you see a band live and it's like oh it clicks right yeah there. right that was it for me so was that it, was with, really okay, amazing with the aviary show aviary show was that with don uh franks doing the stories or was that just this music i think was it was just music just you had music a couple with- guy yeah you had like a treat i guess it was the trio or whatever yeah okay we had right? the dead coast and then i probably had um was patrick Kreef opening i i you know i sort of can't remember you should talk but, to patrick Kreef too like he yeah uh, he has his little daughter he's a rat he's i'll say he's a rad dad sure. okay so he's yeah. got the verification the verified check <laughs> um well, that's anyway, that's awesome. It's been great talking to you. I really yeah, appreciate definitely. your your time chatting about uh, being a dad. You know, yeah. congratulations and congratulations Thank on the you. new record. Thank you. Wish you and your family all the best. And, um, you, you know, hopefully we'll see you in Edmonton sometime soon. Um, well, and when I do come out, we'll actually see each other in person. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Okay. okay. Take care. All right. That wraps another year. That was Jay Malinowski of Bedouin Sound Clash on the Rad Dads Show. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show. And on Facebook and Twitter at at rad dads show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well. Wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It helps us so much. Lastly, as I said at the beginning, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.